Assalamu alaikum. Hey guys, how are you? It's Coco and this is the Modesty series. I actually realized I never gave a form. Damn! Hey, didn't I go shut up? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm at the park so I could pray and clear my mind. But I never gave myself a formal informal introduction. But my name. Okay, see, not a dragon. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. But yeah, my name is Kumba. Some of y'all may know me as Coco or Coco the Dawn, because yes, I am the Dawn, period. But um, yeah, like some of y'all really just don't know me. And how am I going to connect to my audience if y'all don't know who y'all speaking to? So I am the middle child of six children. Don't ask me how that works, because I don't know. Um, I'm from New York. And yeah, big zoo York, period. <laughs> I'm mad ghetto. Let me stop. I'm Senegalese, obviously, my family is from Kaulak, my dad is from Rufisk, and I was raised there for a period of time, which also helped shape me to be what I am today. So the reason why I wanted to start the Modesty series is because growing up, I didn't have a lot of Muslim black influencers to listen to. I had to go through this journey of strengthening my iman by myself even though like like i said i was born muslim born and raised into a muslim household alhamdulillah i just had to find islam or i had to be guided to islam like later in life like around the age of 16 17 but it was a process and before that i was completely lost i was really going through the motions and like i said i had nobody to listen to so that's why i'm starting this podcast so people that are going through the same struggles as me knows that they're not alone like y'all i've been through it all from the trenches <laughs> yo this is ghetto but like for real I really wish I had somebody to listen to that could relate to my experience without being judged or harassed. It's not easy to talk to like your ustases or sheikhs or your family members. Like it's not easy, especially if you come from an African background like me, it's not the best thing to do because that could get you in trouble. So I'm here to share my experiences and inshallah guide everybody the same way how I was guided by myself. Cause like I said, I'm the dawn, period. So let me tell you guys where it all started, like where the problem started. Obviously, I live in New York. There's a bunch of cafes around me. And the school that I went to, it was a mostly Caucasian institute. I'm not going to lie to you, it was mad suburban. And there was a lot of white children. The black children that were there were very, you know, how do I say it? From the trenches. And it was just like, I'm new to high school. I want to fit in. Mind you, all of my friends were seniors, which is the first red flag, like, from the bat. If you are in ninth grade listening to this, do not be friends with seniors. You guys will not have the same experiences because you, all that will happen is you will want to be like them, and you cannot. You will try to be grown, and you're not. And that's basically what happened. I was hanging around with hoodlums, essentially, and I thought I was cool and I wanted to fit in acting grown not listening to my parents not knowing that everything that they said to me had a deeper meaning so i did some really like you know crazy things which i'm not going to expose my sins because you know repentance to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the time like i didn't even i wasn't even in tune with my dean like praying five times a day would never cross my mind so one day my dad was like yo 
Like, it's time for me to change. It's time for me to go to Senegal. I'm talking about him, not me. He was just like, I need to change. I need to go to Senegal. And me knowing that I'm in a bad situation, I agreed to go with him. But it wasn't like my parents forced me. I know usually when people say, oh, yeah, I went back to my home country in high school, people usually assume that, yeah, you got sent there because you was a bad kid. No, I chose to go. But, you know, that's not really important. I knew I had to change when... You know, I realized I was killing my parents, like not really killing them, but like I just made them so embarrassed, like to be there, to be my parents. And that was killing me. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. Like, you know, I come from an African household. We don't really speak about emotions like that. Like, We don't really open up. We're not affectionate like that. And it took my mom crying to me for me to know like, yo, I need a change. Like I cannot be doing this to my mother and claim that I love her, you know? So boom, it's my first year in Senegal. And when I first came to Senegal, I feel like this is Allah like really trying to guide me. We had this thing called Kuvirfa. COVID just started, like it's brand new, recently out. I think I came in January and COVID started in March or something, or like the end of February. We couldn't go out, there was no school, and my dad still didn't really trust me, so I didn't have a phone, he took my phone. So basically, I was locked in the room every single day with what a Quran book and my computer. But my computer wasn't the type of computer where I could have logged onto Instagram and stuff like that. Like I could listen to Quran and YouTube essentially, and that's literally all I had and Netflix. So one day I'm just like, yo, I'm not gonna be stuck in this room doing nothing. I might as well, you know, try to do something. So I picked up the Quran and i started reading and it was like reading stories and i'm just like i never knew what this mean like i've literally like been reciting quran my whole life without knowing what i'm reciting it was just like it's just been built in my brain to recite these surahs but i don't know what i'm saying so i picked up and the first surah that i saw was surah al-rahman wallahi al-azim i finished that surah in less than two weeks i swear to god Less than two weeks, I memorized Surah Rahman. And I'm not just talking about recitation, I'm talking about the meaning. If you ask me from what verse to what verse, I'll tell you. Start from or whatever, and finish the whole thing. And I sent a vocal to my mother of me reciting the full thing so she could listen to it in Quran. And she left me an audio telling me, yo, I'm not proud of you. Like, like, you know, like, and I just broke down. I just broke down. Like, if she's so proud from this one surah, imagine if I finished the Quran and I had to realize I'm not doing it for the sake of my parents. If I'm going to do this, it has to be for the sake of Allah and nothing else. I need to change. And reading, I think one of the surahs that I read that really clicked into my brain was Surah Al-Nisa. At the time, obviously, I was not a hijabi. I was wearing skimpy clothes. I thought I was, you know, hot, sh- but I wasn't. But, um, you know, I really thought that I was doing something with my life, but I wasn't. Because I didn't have Quran in my life. Anyways, from there, I started praying constantly. Praying five times a day. Doing sunnah prayers. Learning du'as. And honestly, Allah just took the rest of the way from there. He literally guided me. And I can't really give thanks to anybody but Allah. Allah like, you know, there's literally nothing I could have done to save myself. And... You know, I'm alham- I'm so alhamdulillah. I don't know if that's a word. I'm so alhamdulillah. But I just made it up. So what y'all gonna do about it? Nothing. Um, 
fast forward three years later, I come back to New York and, you know, I finish up my senior my senior semester, my senior year of high school so I can graduate with an American diploma because graduating from an American, graduating with an American diploma in Senegal is very hard. So I finish up senior year, but this is the same America I left. Like nothing has changed. These people are still doing the same thing, following the same thing. Like, you know, it's just very bland, no life, no education, no real knowledge on life. Like, you know, all they know is parties, this money, sound a third. And you know, that's not me anymore. People came back to me like, oh, Coco, you're back, it's over, we outside. No, we really not, we really not. It was so hard for me to convince people that I changed. And it got to the point where I was doing stuff just to prove to them, yo, I'm different. But why do I have to prove to y'all that I'm different? The only person I should be proving is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single day, even to this day, this was two years ago, almost three. I'm now in the end of my freshman year in college. I still have family members, my immediate family, bringing up stuff that I did in the past. I'm not proud of what I did. I know I made mistakes, but... People are going to bring it up regardless. They're still going to have this image of you. You will always be the villain in somebody's story, whether you have changed or not. And once you know that, you just need to go with the flow. Like, you know, you're not going to you can't convince people because at the end of the day, people control their own brain. You're not going to go out of your way praying extra surakas because your parents are sitting there just to show them, oh, yeah, you're praying now. No. If you're going to pray surakas, pray it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not because your parents are watching. If you're going to give zakat, give zakat because you're doing it for the sake of Allah. Don't give zakat because people are saying, oh, mashallah, look at Kumba. Allahumma barik, she's giving out money. Like, nah, that, that's really not it. And, you know, everybody's guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. Like, you know, I'd stay in sujood for a little second longer just so my parents can think that I'm making dua. In reality, I'm thinking, yo, is they watching me? And, like, it's just so ignorant. Like, I really had to stop. But, alhamdulillah, like I said, I'm a Muslim and I learn every single day. Knowledge never stops. Another thing that I had to do was learn my strengths as a Muslim. What can I do to strengthen my iman? If... Hanging out with this group of people is not doing me justice. Why am I doing it? Like, you know, my strength, I know, is from reading the Quran by myself. When I'm around people, it's not good for me. So what I do, I change where I am. Like, I change my surroundings. I move away to college. Isolate myself. Isolation is not good for everybody, but if you're a people person like me, and you know it's so easy for people to influence your mind, Isolation might be good for you. And, you know, I thrive with, I don't know how to say it in English. Like, you know, for those of you that speak Wolof. And another thing, I still don't have a group of Muslim friends. I have friends that are Muslim, but, you know, they're very good to me, alhamdulillah. They're just not on their deen as I want them to be. I am at a point where my iman shifts to high and low, and I need to be around people who have high iman all the time, because at the end of the day, that's going to make me better. And once I'm at the point where I can stay with high iman without it shifting, I can then go back to those people, because what can I do? I can help them grow their iman, but now, like, I'm at a shaky point. Like, you know, and it really bothers me. That's another thing why, that's another reason why I wanted to start the Modesty Series. 
is because you're not alone, y'all. Like, I don't know. You're not alone. Everybody has these issues. It's just hard for people to talk about it because they get embarrassed. So many people are embarrassed of being in tune with their religion. So many people are embarrassed of being like, you know, this ultimate holy figure or trying to be this ultimate holy figure. There's nothing wrong with striving for religious perfection. Nothing is wrong with it at all. And if anybody tells you something, they're a lie. They're a straight lie with luck. Like, you should aim as a woman you should aim to be like Aisha radiallahu or the wives of the prophet or any islamic woman figure that you know as a man you should strive to be like the prophet you should strive to be like any one of the prophets you should strive to be a good man strive to be like the the sahaba or the companions of the prophet be somebody that on the day of judgment you will have nur on your face be somebody that on Yom Al-Qiyamul you won't have no stress. Be somebody on the day of judgment. Crossing the light of Sirat will be like a wish of air for you. Try to be that person. Strive to be that person. Because at the end of the day, Allah knows we all need it. We really all need it. See, I am very, very young. I'm not going to disclose my age for privacy reasons. But, you know, I'm not even 23 yet. But... I still have knowledge that most older people don't have. The things that I've learned about my dean, I feel like even my parents don't know. Like hadith, I'm pretty sure my parents know like 20 hadith together. Like, you know, it's not something that has an age or a gender. Like I said, knowledge is universal. So for those of you that are under the age of 18 thinking, oh, my parents won't let me do this, do that. If it's sunnah, do it. If you know it's going to help you, do it. Anything that you can do to make you a better Muslim, do it. Even if they call you extreme, let them call you an, um, a Wahhabi, whatever. Just do it, bro. Because at the end of the day, when you die and you get put in that grave, your parents are not going to be there. Your friends are not going to be there. Your cousins, your sister, your pets, none of them is going to be there. It's going to be you, the angels, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then what? You're going to say, oh, Allah, I didn't wear the hijab because my parents told me it was too grown. Oh, Allah, I didn't pray sunnah prayers because my friends don't pray it and I wanted to sleep. Oh, Allah, this time and the third. There's no excuses on that day. You just got to do it, bro. Gummi Allah. I am not no Mufti Mank. I'm not no Omar Suleiman. I'm not no Yahya Rabi. But what I can say is that I am speaking on my experiences alone. Things that I wish people would have told me when I was younger. Things I would have wished that my parents, my friends, people around me, or even TikToks that I saw would have showed me like, yo, change. Nobody said it to me. I didn't even know that there was Islamic podcast up until like a year ago. I didn't know. Like, and another thing that helped me, this might be a shocker, is TikTok. Oh my God. The same way TikTok is haram is the same way it could be halal. Like, when I first got my phone back, I downloaded TikTok just to see what the hype was. And, you know, I was in Senegal, so all of these Islamic stuff just started popping on my page. Most of the time, I would skip them until one day I saw a post. It was Yahya Rabi, and he was talking about changing your life for the better. I actually listened to it, and then he did this recitation. I believe it was Surat al-Baqarah, and it was so calming to the point where I Googled it on my computer and I was listening to it. And I just kept on listening, listening, listening. You don't understand the peace I felt. You don't even understand. I felt so at ease to the point where I woke up 20 minutes before Fajr, walked to my dad's room and woke him up. Dad, forgive me for all I've done. Please forgive me for the sake of Allah. And my dad just looking at me like I'm crazy. 
like and I genuinely like needed him to forgive me because I felt like all of the bad stuff that was in my heart has been emptied out because of listening to this Quran because of you know trying to guide myself I even called my mother I texted my siblings yo please forgive me everybody that I did wrong even the people that weren't Muslim even the Catholic people that I did wrong before I left I texted them yo I'm sorry I paid off all my debts like you know even some people didn't forgive me but I'm glad I said it to them at least like you know they know that I'm sincere and I'm sorry but you know everybody has their journey and fortunately I'm very proud to be on mine I'm still learning like I never stop learning every day googling new hadiths learning sunnah knowing what's haram like I'm still on this path and I feel like it's a beautiful journey so that's my formal informal introduction um I'm glad that y'all sticked around and listened to it I feel like this might be my best project yet I'm not gonna lie to y'all Measure them and I'll see you guys on the next episode. May Allah bless all of your hearts. And next season it will be Ramadan. So inshallah, yalinko feke, akjama, exalam. Assalamu alaikum, bizu.